Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of the Extreme Exchange. Today I'm joined by um, some of my good friends, um, Tabitha, Brian, and Jillian. So today we'll be discussing some interesting stuff and I hope that um, it interests you as well. Okay, yeah, so the topic in question today is um, Christian living or Christian disciplines. Yeah, okay, so the question is um, what do you think is like the baseline for what every Christian should do? In terms of practices, yeah, okay, we can go around, let's start with you. Okay, I think the most important thing is doing quiet time. I don't know if this is the same answer as you all, but quiet time is, is also one of the hardest things to be disciplined about because like, you have to set aside a part of your day, every day, just to focus on your relationship with God and Focus on what you know about him and focus on increasing your knowledge about him. So it's, it's kind of like studying, but it's not just about your knowledge, it's about your heart also. So you have to focus your mind, you have to focus your heart on like God, who is a being that you can't see, you can't feel, you can't touch, you can't hear physically, but you have, you're expected to have faith in. Like, you're expected to have faith in this God to bring you through your entire day that day and the rest of your life. And, like, now that you say it out loud, right, it sounds like a lot of things to do in that short, whatever, 10 minutes or 15 minutes that you spend. So most of the time, like, I just read that, that passage that I have for each day and then I forget about it. Yeah, but I still think that it's very important. It's just that I don't have the discipline to focus like all these aspects of myself on this task. I mean, under the umbrella of quiet time is probably just reading the word mm. and daily prayer. Lor. Yeah, I think that um, I think why specifically reading words cause like I think even for myself sometimes I'm prone to like um, maybe like perceiving things like perceiving God's truths to me or perhaps like what he says in the Bible based on my own lenses, mm. or based on my own circumstances. I think that like like must have disciplines are definitely like reading the word lah, because mm. I feel that that is where you really just you really gotta base your life on God's truth mm. and, and what is really written in the Bible. Lah. And I think that prayer is very important because I think it's it's, it's really showing that yeah I'm 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 really, really here to like really partner with you every single step of my life, every single like moment despite your circumstances. Lah. Mm. Yeah. Anything else apart from prayer over it? So like, it's just prayer over it. It is like, as little as you can get. As little as you can get? Yeah. It's something you won't compromise on. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's as little as you can. I think it depends on like, how you define like, discipline to begin mm-hmm. with. If you loosely define discipline as like, something that you have to do every day, I think, Okay, if you reduce the number of factors and just say like, oh, I can, I can pray and read my Bible daily, then for most Christians who are dedicated, it comes along as not a chore or a task, but rather something that they genuinely enjoy, mm-hmm. right? So I think, okay, in a very hypothetical and ideal world, it would 
it would no longer be discipline, it would be joy. Mm. And I think that's the state that we are all trying to achieve, but mm. unfortunately, that's just not it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think besides that, um, I think what Brian said about like being able to view, like, like contextualize it to yourself, and like the word say right. Mm. And um, I remember like I was talking to a church senior. Actually, no, I think it was a sermon. My church senior was giving it, and then he was saying that actually a lot of times we look at the Bible and like whenever we have problems, you know, less than ideal, you know, whenever I look at problems, it'd be like, oh, how is my word today? How does it apply to my life? What is God saying to me? How can I solve this problem? Right? But I think like sometimes um, as humans, we are very, very caught up in like our own tiny little problems and then we fail to zoom out and see the big picture, which is the Bible isn't like supposed, isn't, it isn't just supposed to be like uh, a textbook guide to like oh how to solve all your life mm-hmm. problems because walk, walking as a Christian is not an easy task and the Bible isn't supposed to be able to solve that for us very easily. I think like um, a reminder that my senior gave me was just like the Bible isn't just like your guide to living on earth. It's also a history book and this is God's history. This is how he took his people and while it may not always apply to you, you can have faith that it's like you know, that this is a God who saw his people through war mm-hmm. and through like death and through a lot of pain. And so while it may not directly apply to you, like nobody's going to get thrown into like a den of lions or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, you can have faith that like the same God who took them through that will be able to take you through that. So I think like, yeah, it goes back to my very first point. Huh? Like once you are able to make it not even just a routine, but like integrate it into your life as a joy, then it no longer becomes discipline. It mm. becomes like something that you reach towards naturally, you know? Mm. Like everybody has the like the comfort pills, you know, mm. and stuff like that. I think for Christians the ideal is that we are all supposed to be looking towards spending time with God as our comfort pills. Mm. Yeah. Okay, that's nice. So we have quite time on the table. We have um reading the um yeah, reading the Bible as well. Yeah, so where do you guys think church fits into this? So like, attending church. Say, say like, um, yeah, so just imagine a Christian and imagine that he is trying to live a Christian life, so to speak. Um, yeah, where, where, what are the the key things you would tell to start on. So we have quiet time, right? And then we have um, reading the Bible um, and prayer. So how would you tell them about church? Yeah. Actually, I think it's quite funny that like whenever you try to make a non-believer a believer, the first question is, hey, you come at church, <laughs> right? I think it's like the first thing. Like, it's, like, it's never like, you have to read the Bible, it's always you have to go to the <laughs> Right? And like, actually, I've never really thought about why, like... We can, go in, we can go into that though. So, what's the... What's the... What's the point of inviting somebody to your church? The presence of godly people mm. who are probably more knowledgeable and more practiced in their faith and in the Word than you are. Mm. So, usually when I invite people, right, it's because I don't know what to say to them, then I... <laughs> I prefer someone better than me to like share the word with them. But truthfully, what what is better to con- 
convert people is not like doctrines or like Bible verses, but it's your own personal experience. Mm. Yeah, so like back to your question about like where does church fit in, right? I think it's it's the fellowship that is very important. Mm. Like mm. it's also it also should be a discipline uh, to set aside time to spend with like fellow Christians so you can talk about your faith and your experiences and mm. like get advice, get prayer and from them and stuff. Yeah, so like fellowship will keep you accountable and I think that's that's one of the reasons why I mean like it's the Christian people in my life who have made me um the person I am today. Mm. Uh, someone with faith, someone who knows the Bible better. So it, it does seem like it's it's like a necessary part of Christian life to be like together with um Christian community, would you say? Um, okay. So okay, we we kinda we kinda we have two like two threads um hanging. So uh, okay, I'll go back to the first one, which was on um what's the what's the merit of inviting somebody to church? Um yeah, then we can jump back to the other one later. But it's actually like it it, it it got me thinking quite a while back because whenever I thought of inviting somebody to church, I would instinctively think about um, what exactly they would go through uh, when they came to my church, um, what they would be, what they would be attending, and then what they would think about it, and what I expected them to gain out of it. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Say when you guys invite people to church, what what do you hope that they gain out of it? Okay, sorry, can I ask everybody here like second gen Christian? I'm I'm first gen. So, in response to the question, I I didn't know anything about the Bible Mm. or praying before Mm. I came to church. Mm. So how church fit in for me was that it was a guide. Like people teach me how to do it. Mm. Like people show me how to do it. Mm. Like why I came is cause like, cause like fun. uh. (laughs) 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 No, I mean I mean like legit. Like no no shame. I think I think that uh, like I hear a lot of stories from my church. Cause I think my church is like filled with a lot of first gen people. Mm. So it's like. Like, I hear a lot of stories of people like saying that, oh, they come because like, oh, I like this girl, then like, I just come. <laughs> All these kind of like random things. Lah. But then I feel that, like, although it's like, it low key sounds like, like, have a hidden motive like that. But then I think them coming to church even puts them in an environment and gives them an opportunity to respond to God mm-hmm. that they will not be able to in their normal lives. I know that, like, if I didn't accept my friend's invitation, then like, when I was like, still in my, my family who were Buddhist, lah, like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have an opportunity to like, you know, like really respond to Christ at all. Lah. But it was me coming to church and me even being able to like just be in the service for listening to sermon, even though I didn't understand anything. Like being in that presence where, I mean being in that environment where I can really like feel God's presence and everything. Yeah, that helped a lot in like me learning all of these disciplines. Lah. Mm. Yeah, and me being able to respond to God. Mm. Yeah. So I guess that for me is how church will fit in to mm. all of this. Lah. So you'd say that the, the, the fellowship came first before the Knowledge, right? As it's not like not like fellowship isn't like like fun, fun friends mm-hmm. fellowship. Actually, you're right. You're right. The Christian. Um, I think it can be both. It can coexist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, in harmony. Sure. I, I can say that the first year of me being Christian, I I, I didn't know I was quiet time, mm-hmm. so I just like can't church. Mm-hmm. Then like I just sit down and I listen. Then like just chill, yeah. But then as I said, like, opportunity to receive from God. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I think personally for me, I also. Like, I wouldn't say that anyone was quiet time all my life, even though I'm a second gen. Um, yeah, I mean, I was introduced to quiet time, I think, in sec 
three on yeah by my EDC yes. But yeah, so so okay, that's quite interesting. Okay, so I think to link back to, to the to the original question, right? So on the table was quiet time, prayer, reading the word, and then so I wanted to join into church because I think there is some element of church that is not replaceable um, or not compromisable, mm. I would say. So um, I guess if you break down like the elements of church, you have things like um, you have the sermon, you have cell group, so it's like the community that mm. you, you're with. And then I think the, the third one is like place to serve, I guess. Um, Worship. Yeah. Does that count under? Okay, yeah, that's a different one. Okay, so there's then there's a, a place of worship and then there's a place to serve as well, like in the ministry or whatever. Um, yeah, so of these seven things, right, do you think that any one of them can be, um, like if, if I don't have one of them, can I still count myself as a Christian? I think unfortunately because of COVID, mm. um, Maybe not one entire factor has been compromised, but mm. the strength of each factor has been like, severely reduced. Like the... Service. Like, yeah, like, mm. you know, like, just going to service itself. Like, I don't know, for the whole of last year, like, I wasn't able to go to church. Then, you know, like, you're just sitting at home on your laptop. Yeah. Maybe you've just woken up. And then you're just like, <laughs> sitting there in your pajamas watching service. Mm. And then... Like, I don't know, it just doesn't feel the same. Like, there are no vibes. <laughs> there are no, yeah, it's really not the same. And I think because of that, a lot of people, like, struggled last year in their walks because there's no opportunity for you to go to church. Your community and your fellowship is compromised because of that because everybody's, like, I don't know about you guys, but my pastors were like, oh, no, everybody stay at home virtual cell. It's not the same, right? So... Then I was like, yeah, I don't know, social distancing has kind of limited it a lot. And then I was talking to somebody and then she was like, you must remember that God is not confined to an environment mm -hmm. for you to experience Him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, right, you're right. Because like, you know, like even you're at home, right? And like you're sitting in your laptop in front of you and then like, I don't know, I was writing someone notes, right? And I remember I was like, I was like writing down the notes and I just stared at it and like I had like, after the service ended, you know, like the elevator music plays mm. after after service ends. I was like <laughs> staring at it and then I don't know, I, I think I spent like at least forty five minutes just like looking at it and like meditating on it and just like letting my thoughts run. And that's not something like okay, let let's just look at it as a good takeaway, right? There was sometimes during service where I was never able mm. to do that. So it's like, you know, I'm sitting at home in my study room and I haven't been to church in like six months and but I am here without a community, without having been able to worship properly and even then God was not confined to like, I don't know, like the, the limits of like human, yeah. like, you know, your senses. Because some people, I think a lot of times people have the misconception that you need the environment. You need the vibes. Right? Yeah, like, you know AC now, right? The lights boom off <laughs> on the stage in front and everybody's just like, oh, I But, I don't know. I have come to realise that that's not something you need, although it does induce it better. Mm -hmm. So, while it may be compromised according to, like, human 
like circumstances. Human, yeah, human circumstances, right? It does not limit God, even though humans mm. have that perception, I think. Mm. Yeah. Because, yeah, I don't, I really see what I'm trying to read around. I'm basically trying to, to figure out if, um, there are, there are things that, that, you can. I guess do away with in that mm-hmm. sense. Like, like not that the intention is to see how little I can do as a Christian, but it's more of um, I'm trying to figure out what what is the heart behind um, the like if, if 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 I can pinpoint exactly what is necessary and then I draw a, like I find the commonality between all of them, then I would know how I can do it better, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. you can apply it to other things as well. Um, so, okay, so if physically, no, no, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that. I would say that it's still, um, you should still like attend church. So you need an avenue to, to be nourished, if that makes sense. So. So you, you should attend sermons and you should read the Bible. Um, mainly because it's a way that you can hear from God and then you learn. Um, and then you have the prayer aspect, which is the way in which you communicate with God, right? How you um, like how you, you talk to Him in time about stuff and um, how you pray over the things that are on your mind. So then there is the relational element. Um, that you have, and then the the last okay that, that includes worship as well because it's, it's a form of communication, um, and then the last aspect is well the community aspect, and that's the that's the interesting one because um, it seems to me that sometimes it's difficult to uh, no no some people tend to think that you can live a Christian life on your own mm. if that makes sense like. Like, you know, you go ahead. If I live in the cave, right? Like, I, I voluntarily live in the cave. And I still pray. I still read the word. And somehow I still mention this to the servants. Um, <laughs> would I have less of an experience, um, I would say, compared to somebody who did the exact same thing but had, say, a cell group to, to return to and talk to? Yeah. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about, like, a false circumstance, but more of, I choose to withdraw from my Christian communities because I think that it's useless to attend cell group and well if it's just me and God against the world then it's fine. Okay. So yeah, what do you all think? Is it a, how necessary is a community, a Christian community? Yeah. Super. <laughs> For me super. Yeah. I think that um, as in like the Christian community supports each other la. and I think that I think for me is that um, the community was the well, community was the thing that kept me going mm. I think that because of my starting three years like it was really hard to come church and everything so like my community encouraging me my community supporting me was what encouraged me myself to like see like I think see God's goodness la, and really like just like keep trying in my relationship with God yeah mm. I think that I think even in my church, like, I see a lot of people who, like, have a lot of practical issues, even in coming to church. Mm. Like, be it, like, 
things like or they don't have money or things like or like they, they legit don't have money for like meals mm-hmm. and then like they would prefer to like just stay at home and eat because like it saves money and then they don't come to church mm-hmm. and all that so it's like even that small little act of like our community pitching in just buying the person like what two chicken rice like that right mm-hmm. and that enables that person to come to church and be able to like you know I, I don't know experience God's presence and just really respond to God mm-hmm. I think that makes a world of difference mm-hmm. la. and sometimes that's only what community can provide because mm-hmm. I feel that in a, sometimes like especially new believers right there's a lot of practical issues in their lives that need to be settled mm-hmm. before they can even like start to like talk about before we can even start to talk to them about God and everything because like they'll, they'll be very caught up with like what's happening in their life mm-hmm. I mean definitely I agree with Jillian's point in the sense that like God is not constrained within like like the form of a, like yeah. whether or not like you're in a cave or you're in a, you're in a church or whether you're at home listening to someone definitely agree that, that you're not constrained anything but I think that why community is very important is that because like each of us like we are going hills and valleys right mm-hmm. just like when someone's going down a valley like I feel that like it takes people who are going on a hill or up on a hill in that spiritual world got to pick you up mm-hmm. and really just like call like bring bring us together all, so that we can all move together in one direction mm-hmm. I feel like God did intend for us to like walk this journey alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that'll be very lonely, that'll be very tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think even in like the Bible we see many examples of how like like um you know how the early church was formed and how even the disciples was out in pairs and not alone. Mm-hmm. And there was like even an example of how like they are you know we are meant to all work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's for me. Yeah. Okay, it seems like the 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 function of the community would be to like support you in a sense that, I mean, firstly they they, they encourage you to um, go back to church things like that. Like let's say you like you're you're in a low period right, like you said, and then you're falling away. Um, the community is there to help you to to prop you back up, right? right. Okay. So forgive me for being the devil's advocate, right? But um, <laughs> I would say that couldn't you still rely on God for that? Like if you you know, if, 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 like, you should still be able to do it on your own. Say you, you, you recognize that you're falling away and you are having difficulties, right? Then, even without the Christian community, you should still be able to pray to God and say, God, give me the strength to, to wake up every morning and go to church, mm. things like that, mm. right? So, it seems like the Christian community is still not very necessary yeah yes okay so i was just thinking about jesus like Mm. how he would spend 40 days and 40 nights alone in the mountains praying to god like what you said Mm. but at the same time he took the time to gather 12 disciples Mm. Mm. and all of them were important even when like one of them fell away he had to find a replacement one so that's how important community was to jesus and also it shows how important his personal intimate relationship with god was so like how brian described um the church is the body of christ you have to work together so you can serve him right and you work together to support each other and, and encourage each other and keep each other accountable mm. and like what jillian said having an intimate relationship with god is so important because without that you won't be refreshed you won't you won't have your heart in the right place so like Jesus, he spent so much time alone, but he also spent so much time with people. So you have to find your own good balance between them. And I don't think you can survive without one or the other because, like, for the community aspect, 
you are in the community not for your own like not for your own sake but it's for the sake of others as well like you can't just go to church to nourish yourself you have to go to church with the mindset that yes i want to learn i want to improve myself but i also want to be there for others i want to encourage each other and i want to like i want to do god's work i want to serve him and that is through going to church and being a part of the community so personally like when i hear that people are like uh, they say stuff like i don't think it's important to like catch up with other christians like i don't think that um i would make much of an impact on them and like what i say won't affect them at all like that is that's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. Because I also personally experienced how, like, others have helped me. Like, their sharings, it changed me. So how can I say this kind of thing that, like, I will not help people when God is using me as his vessel to, like, touch the hearts of other people? Like, I wouldn't say it's selfish, but I would say it's, it's like, quite close-minded to say that you don't need a community. Because you won't know how you can help others also. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually the thing that popped into my head. Because, because I'm, I'm going to this not with the not with the answers. Because I'm actually trying to find out. But after, after, um, after you after you talked about it, right? And then after I, I gave my that was advocate. <laughs> um, I realized that actually. Yeah, it really may not, be for our own sakes. So, in the sense that how the Great Commission is to um, make disciples right, of all nations, um, it could be that, that part of the reason, or most of the reason why you would be in a Christian community is to be of service to other people. Um, yeah, so actually then I think about it. It's like a, it's like my own benefits from the community second, and actually I'm here to see how I can be a light to to the others. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, so, okay. I think that's pretty well answered. Because now it it it's you realize that, at least I realize that, even if you are in an area that doesn't seem to be uh, benefiting you a lot, I think. There is still a reason to stay on. Um, I mean, that's given that the place is where God called you to be, like, mm. right? Um, yeah, not so much that, that I join the cell group and the church community just so that um, I can be reminded to come back to church whenever I've fallen away, but instead to um, fulfill the 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 side of Jesus that was a servant leader. Yeah.